Ladies and gentlemen, referee Dan Mergliata has called a stop to this contest at 19 seconds of round number two. Declare the winner by TKO and new undisputed UFC lightweight champion of the world, Charles Dubois Oliveira. And we're live. No, <laughs> we're not live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Lovers, not fighters. I'm your co-host, Javi, along with my beautiful girlfriend and co-host, Natalie. Hello. Babe, how are you doing the day after UFC 262? How are you feeling? Well, I will say this. My hopes were not high, especially after all the canceled fights. Right. You know, which really, with those canceled fights on this card, I would have been pumped. Yeah. Like, especially what, to watch Diaz versus Edwards, that's going to be great, was going to be, well, and will be great whenever it happens, I'm sure. And then Shabazian, and I wanted to watch him fight again. That was going to be cool. Um, but it did not, I think because I came in with low expectations, it totally exceeded them. Um, one of us is quite heartbroken. Yeah, and it is not me. I just, so. <laughs> I just want to take time out to to salute some some legends and veterans. Yeah. Jacare Souza broke his arm. Oh, uh, yeah, that he broke his arm in that right. arm bar. And uh, Tony Ferguson, you, you know, my yeah. baby. Um, Your boo. You know, I'm sorry. It's it's tough watching legends lose, but I think we should also preface with we didn't we weren't paying like that much attention to the card we had other plans that day too but we still got the we still watched the fights that we wanted to watch yeah um and uh i think what's great about it is because it had a lot of ramifications for the lightweight division right and now and we, we can start speculating and thinking okay what matchups are made who goes where but again i just can we can we start with the uh, with the Tony Ferguson and the Neil Darius? We might as well. Yeah, let's do it. Um, it's just sad. It, it that fight confirmed my worst nightmare. Yeah, I, you know because <laughs> Darius he he succeeded in in with a very strict disciplined game plan. Yeah, he wasn't trying to strike. He wasn't trying to get in any dangerous positions he was going to put Ferguson up against the cage take him down try to submit in and really just go from there and it's not because that's Darius's normal mo he's it's a pretty wild guy that's but what it, worked but he just, against Ferguson exactly. and again with against Oliveira. Oliveira and so he was like I'm gonna do I'm that. gonna do it and did it, it was just, you know he he executed perfectly but it was just such a like ferguson comes out he looks pumped up the crowd is like oh totally yeah, all totally. behind him and yeah. then it's just you know i i just think that he lost something in the gaichi fight there's mm. some fights where it's just you take so much damage that you can't ever recover he's 37 he lost something in that gaichi fight against a, another young fighter who 
has a very similar chaotic style to Ferguson, but just a lot younger. Yeah. And then against Oliveira, Oliveira just really mapped out a game plan and showed that there's a lot of holes in, in Ferguson's game. You know, Ferguson is somebody who's he, he's dangerous off his back, but Oliveira showed that you can nullify him to a degree. And although Darius didn't really get him into anything serious aside from that nasty. Are you yes, kidding? He Babe, he damaged the shit out of his knee. No, that that's fair, but I but I think for as I mean, Darius is a world champion BJJ practitioner, mm -hmm. and so he he was he had a lot of control time. He could have done a lot more and, damage. And I think I even Darius in, in the post fight press conference talked about how strong and how skilled and how awkward and weird he is on the ground. And even when Darius had this fucking nasty heel hook in and probably fucked up his whole leg, he didn't tap. And he still no, came he out for round him. three yeah. and, and so fought hard, but it's just it's just a bummer because this there's there's what number one, there's no avenue for Tony to get back to a title. But secondly, and what makes it really sad, it just doesn't seem like he has that any that juice left, you know, that spark, that that young fighter kind of I don't know what, what you call it, but it just doesn't seem like it's there anymore, which is well, totally like fair. like the ambition, the confidence, the drive, which like sort of makes sense because he's 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 older. I, I don't he's, I don't mean he's that. At the, I mean like he doesn't like physically he doesn't have it anymore. He no, looks, he doesn't look the same. Oh, okay. Well, I was more speaking sad. about disposition. Like Tyron Woodley is an example of that to me where it's like they once were great but now and of course this is another thing that you know my consumption of the ufc um that isn't watching past fights yeah tony ferguson has not won once yeah and he's been beaten yeah every single time which it's like and be That's nice. how I feel. Feelings. I'm not trying Don't to hurt my feelings, feelings babe. babe. I'm trying to dance around, okay? <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> and the same thing goes for Tyron Woodley, where, you know, Javi tells me before he's about to fight, <laughs> like, oh, this dude, and we watch some of his old fights, and then he just gets murked every time I've watched him fight. And it sort of seems, again, a lot of it comes from Javi, but that their their arcs are sort of the same i think that tony ferguson has suffered some nasty injuries yeah i i can't remember if woodley has but it's just sort of they seem like on the same path of their veterans and they're just kind of like they're get they're going tony, they're leaving yeah. <laughs> tony's situation is sadder because he never he yeah. never got the strap tyron defended it that's true he, and yeah you know tony had the interim belt but you know, five fights against Khabib get canceled. That yeah. that freak knee injury at a media day conference or whatever gets him blown out, gets his title stripped. But Tyron's an odd case because he hasn't been in the same wars that Tony has been. Mm. And it just looks like for, for Tyron, when he fights, it looks like there's just that, that ambition or that killer isn't there. For Tony, it looks like something physically – but this is what's sad. It's because however you want to parse it out, you're right. 
the fighters that you're seeing are not the fighters I'm describing. And that's what makes it sad. And yeah. for me, when I started watching the UFC, there, there were legends like that. When I started watching like BJ Penn, I heard all this stuff about BJ Penn and how great he was, oh. but I got him at the end of his career. So I just saw somebody that looked older and slower and, and, and you look at the record and it seems unimpressive. So Tony, it, it's a bummer, but yeah. And I just, what it is. There's some stills, like pictures of um, some of the moments in the fight and like his face just kind of, it's so depressed. He looks like he's in agony, yeah. you know? And then just all of the context surrounding it, it was just, it was sad. Yeah. And, and I don't even have the attachment to Tony Ferguson that Avi does, no. but I still was like, oh, fuck. But, but just wait till like it. I'm not going to name any fighters, but like wait till like our current favorite fighters oh, and know. it starts happening to them. That's going to be and, devastating. And you, and you see the difference. And the sad thing about this sport, it's not like, you know, there is no Tim Duncan career where you're this like top five, perennial top five player in the league. And then in the last five, six years of your career, you can take a step back and like Ginobili and Parker and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It doesn't work like that in this sport. It doesn't mm -hmm. work like that. Um, You're out there on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but respect to Dariush too. Yeah. Because for sure. he, he handled his business and he was a great sport afterwards. And he even said something in the post fight about Tony fans and saying, if you're a Tony fan, you need to support him, win or lose. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Tony wasn't necessarily super nice to Dariush. He was before the fight, not. during the fight, maybe even after the fight. Yeah. But Dariush handled it properly, and and hey, look for him. He's gonna get a. Yeah. He's gonna get. He's gonna be in the title mix now. Can't mm -hmm. deny the guy. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. Another notable fight um, that I was interested in watching before because I had Javi showed me the the Ferguson Venata fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was pretty excited to watch him fight. Um, which that one, I wasn't as impressed as I was like hoping to be <laughs> after watching the Ferguson yeah. fight, which Ferguson won that fight for anybody who doesn't know, but it's Joking kind of, out. it's kind of crazy that he did win that fight because yeah. of how well Venata yeah. looked, but also he's from New Mexico. Albuquerque. Represent. Um, but yeah, that was one that I was intrigued by, and that was kind of meh because it it went to decision, and there was a lot of takedown attempts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, like when you have like a a really fun and exciting striker over somebody who's just like, yeah. I'm gonna point fight you and wrestle. It really takes the air out of the fight, kind of like the Darius Ferguson. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But with that, how about that main event? Oh my god. <laughs> Not even that shit was wild. Close to a letdown because, like I said, went in with kind of low expectations, and then I was like dancing around the living room. We're at a graduation party, and I'm like literally hopping around <laughs> the living room. It was crazy, and it was so exciting. And now I'm an Oliveira fan. Yeah, like because I really wasn't. I didn't care too much. I didn't pay too much attention. Um. But now, now I will be, well, also he has the title, yeah. but <laughs> in, in this division that is really, I think it's my favorite 
yeah. division. It's the best in, in, the, in the UFC. It has to be. It's it's so entertaining. The fighters are great. They have a lot of really great fighters. And now with Khabib gone, it's like it's still good. No, it's still yeah. good, but it's not. There's not a you. We I mean, it's Khabib. Yeah. You you're there's going to be some changing of the guard probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I kind of wanted Oliveira to win, so I was excited about that. But also just the way he won and knowing his typical fighting style and then, you know, learning about Chandler and just, and also Oliveira surviving that first round. Holy shit. I really thought he was going to like, he is tough, man. Like his chin is great because man, I thought he was, I thought he was going to lose in the first round. I thought he was about to get KO'd. And then no, he came back in the second round and did it to, to Chandler. So, yeah. I think the fight speaks to, like, two, like, really great things. Since 2008, I think Oliveira is 9-0. Before that, he actually had a sub-500 record. Mm. But secondly, you know, what's great about this sport is that, you know, we talk about these fighters and, like, their certain skills and how they can win. And it's like, okay, Oliver is the submission artist, most submission wins in UFC history. Yeah. Chandler is this like little fucking rocket launcher who can <laughs> knock you out with the left or a right. And yeah. it's like, this is how he can win. This is how he can win. But the last two main event pay-per-views, we saw two wins and two knockouts or a knockout on a TKO, TKO yeah. by two people we didn't think it was going to be by. And yep. it speaks to just how well-rounded some of these guys just are. And yeah. it's like these fights can end any single way. Mm-hmm. But going back to the first point, you can, if you're young enough, because Oliveira came into the UFC at 20, if you're young enough, you can have those trials and tribulations. You can have that development. And still put it together. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's so nice to see for him. Um, I even respect Chandler more, you you know, um, you know, in, in a weird way, it was kind of satisfying to see him lose. I think more so because of who he was fighting and because Oliver has been at it so long. Well, here's, yeah. And, and not to interrupt you, but just the, I think that that's why I enjoyed, I ended up enjoying it and also enjoying the results so much is because it's kind of poetic. Like Chandler comes in, wins one fight, gets a title shot. Yeah. And Oliveira's he's been grinding in the UFC for a long time. And so yeah. him him getting that win over this like hype guy, basically. Not to discredit him. He's he's good. He's great. He almost won. Yeah. He really had it in his in his finger, in his grasp. Um I mean, two things could be true. Yeah. He, he's I think Chandler is a great fighter and he's still gonna be in the mix. But secondly, he had a lot of hype behind him. He had a lot of push behind him from the company. From the UFC, you know, yeah. And give him his respect. He had a mm-hmm. fight. Dan Hooker's first fight in. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that would have been completely fucked fighting somebody of Hooker's caliber. Mm-hmm. He knocked him out in spectacular fashion. But also, we got to remember, you know, Poirier turned this fight down. And yeah. I think there's a lot of timing that had to do with Chandler getting the fight. Because obviously, yeah. Oliveira was deserving of it. But when Poirier decided to fight McGregor again, that takes those two out of it. You can't give it to Ferguson. He lost two straight at the time. Mm-hmm. And the other person is Gaethje, but Gaethje already fought for the title fought, and lost. Yeah. So it's not the worst thing that could happen. But still, it's satisfying in a way. But yeah. I even liked Chandler 
after the fight. I think the way he looks at it, I think he he believes that he lost the fight more so than Oliveira won the fight, mm-hmm. which you know can be taken as like bitter, but also you know we got to give these fighters respect. Like if we're viewing it from their perspective, mm-hmm. how would we view it? But uh, so I, I like him more after the loss, and I think now he's where he should be. Now, he, yes. Now he yes. has to work his way there. <laughs> now and, he's got to he's got to be a bit of a journeyman and kind of make his way back. And he's gonna fight some game guys. And this is where I want to transition to because when we look at the yeah. the landscape of the lightweight division, so we so, so we know we got Poirier and McGregor. Yes, that fighter is most likely gonna Next get for the title. Oliveira. Mm-hmm. But we still have Dariush, mm-hmm. Gaethje, yep, and um, Chandler sitting there. So, what do you do with those guys? Does Dariush fight Gaethje? Does Dariush fight Chandler? Well, not what to happens? mention there's some guys below that. Well, nobody wants to fight Makachev. He already got he didn't he got scheduled and it ain't a top ten guy. Yeah. So, well, that too. But so yeah. But I'm right. just saying, like this division is so exciting because. Any fight that they're going to schedule coming up is going to be consequential. It's going to be great. It's going to be so exciting. Um, but, yeah. So, look, it's, looking at the top 15, mm-hmm. um, these aren't the updated. But, obviously, who are you looking at? Hooker? Hooker well, no. I, yeah, what do you think about that? Sorry, I'm pointing I, at his screen, so you no, can't really see. No, but. I almost want Hooker to have an easier fight. You want Hooker I really to like fight. him. No, I, wanna... I know. And he's had a rough, you know, fought Poirier. Yeah. Um, then fought Chandler. Chandler. Those are two tough losses. He was losses. in a war with, with Paul Felder a few years mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah. But it's it's going to be interesting to see Chandler's next fight, Dariush's next yeah. fight. But Gaethje's the really big one. Like, Gaethje's really do? a wild card, yeah. What do they do with Gaethje? Because, again, yeah, he just got a title shot and he lost, but um, he fought Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, Khabib is but I think the greatest. Yeah. But I think Gaethje, you know, Gaethje needs another fight. And then if he yeah, wins, yeah, yeah. He, he could get no, another title shot. I absolutely think he needs another fight before yeah. he can get another title shot. But what is it going to be? Would it be Gaethje Chandler? Maybe it's Dari- like maybe Dariush. They make Dariush Gaethje because we're, we're we're looking at the rankings right now, and and they haven't come out with the new rankings yet. But I would assume you're going to have Oliver one, yeah, Fourier, and then Gaethje, and then in, you see this is interesting. Because right now it's Poirier, Gaethje, Oliveira, Chandler, Ferguson, McGregor, Dosanjo. Well, Ferguson's going to drop. Darius Felder. No, that's what I'm saying. So we know who's going to be one and two. It's going to be Poirier and Gaethje, but Oliveira's champion now. Chandler lost, Ferguson lost. Darius is going to jump. Does McGregor go back up to number three? Here's another thing. I'm sorry. I know that this is probably going to be upsetting, but I really hope that after Poirier, McGregor, three. McGregor's kind of out of the landscape because um, I feel like his time has passed. <laughs> it might be. It uh, might and, be. And, and, you know, and we had a long talk about this last night on our drive home um, about, you know, McGregor's future because he's, you know, he can make all, there's all these money fights. Yeah. He can make. Why run after, after the title? Yeah. It's like, why, why would he go for another title run? 
if he loses to Portier. No, yeah. You know, I guess I shouldn't. We shouldn't be making any kind of. Um, I'm so intri- I can't wait for that but, one. But yeah, I mean, if he loses, if I'm him, I'm calling Jorge Masvidal. Oh hell yeah! And I'm Make like all the money fights. <laughs> The BMF belt in fucking Dublin or in fucking Cuba, wherever you oh, want to do in it, Cuba. <laughs> that shit will make so much oh, so money. Much but money. also, that's a fun fucking fight. Oh my god, that would be amazing to watch. Um, well, so, especially because again, that'd be good for Masvidal. Oh yeah, because he's, you know, he's got two title shots that he lost back to back. He's done. Yeah, and so he's not. Yeah, um, you know, maybe. I, I I don't think he'll make another successful run, He's but just, I don't see it at this age. So it's like let's let's do that. Yeah. Fight McGregor. Or if McGregor doesn't want to fight Masvidal one seventy, you know, there's the Diaz trilogy that would make That's a shit ton true. of money. But I just think as far as pay per view buys, because mm-hmm. Masvidal has proven that he has push. He can sell pay per views without. With him being the A-side, the top star, the top yeah. billing. And so when you combine that with McGregor, the biggest selling UFC fighter of all time, mm-hmm. it's 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 a fascinating matchup. But it's, yeah. we're kind of getting distracted, but it, No, I know, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> but obviously we're very excited no, about, about this di- are... division because it's it's just exciting right now. And yeah. Oliveira winning was very poetic, I thought, and um, I'm excited for for the dude. So, in other news, well, hold on, I want to ask you one more thing. <laughs> oh, about, you want to ask me another? This. Okay, what's up? Oliveira is the champion, ninth straight, most submission wins. Yeah. How long is this title reign? Do you think? No, that's another thing. Is um, whoever whoever he's going to have to defend against. Is going to be a bad motherfucker. So it's like, uh, it's hard for me to say because Oliveira is no Khabib, you no, know. No, no, no. So it's, I I really want him to defend. However, as we already know, if you listen to our first episode, DP is my man. <laughs> I love Poirier, and I and I want to see him get the title, um, and. Yeah, so it's kind of conflicting because I, I really, I feel and I hope that the next, it's going to be Poirier that's yeah. going to fight Oliveira next for the title. And so it's like, oh, man. To, to <laughs> me, not again, not to take any, anything away from Oliveira, like this was the interim title fight. The, yeah. the fight for the undisputed champion of 155 is when he fights when he the fights... winner of Poirier McGregor. Yeah. And... <laughs> You know, I think the the fair thing to happen it with, with the landscape of that division, you know, Poirier deserves the title fight more so than McGregor, even if McGregor oh, absolutely. wins. I'm gonna be I'm gonna have such a sour taste in my mouth if <laughs> it's McGregor. I'm already gonna say that. Um but that being said, I think that Oliveira could beat McGregor easy way. I think he could beat McGregor easier than he could beat Poirier. I agree. So for sure. be, yeah, um, yeah. But the thing is, and we're getting distracted, <laughs> but I, I I can't help it either because it's just like I know it's I, so exciting. I, I'm so excited. I can't about wait this for division. UFC 264. But mm-hmm. if if 
McGregor beats Poirier, I can't see him doing it in any other way but holy fucking shit, this guy's back. Because right. It's gonna it's gonna be the shock. I'm of just so the... intrigued by that five what does McGregor change in his game? What does he do differently this time? And if he comes back and beats a fighter that I think has passed him now, mm-hmm. you know, I think I was so confident in Poirier winning the rematch just because of where they're at in their careers. Well, and Poirier's been active. And yeah. it's just, you know, mm-hmm. the dude's turned into a fucking killer. So, yeah. but I would, I would be sad for Poirier, but at the same time, I'd be very excited because although, uh, although McGregor could be a little douchey and unbecoming, the dude is so great, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't like McGregor for obvious reasons, but I can't deny that he's and you, bad. And you really even, haven't even seen him. Um, no, I've only watched like highlights and stuff because, of course, yeah, he's an incredibly inactive fighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which right, is another enough. thing that I find annoying about him. Uh, enough McGregor. Yeah, Shared let's it. let's move on. Well, let's from talking a, about this division, or else we're never gonna stop. Let's take a Debbie cakes break. A Debbie cakes break. Okay, and we'll be back after <laughs> this sponsor read. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. All right, thanks a little Debbie snack cakes after that. Thank you for your sponsorship and also your forgiveness. For calling them Debbie cakes. Yeah, I screwed that. <laughs> Not little Debbies, but yeah. you know. This episode okay. is sponsored by no one. <laughs> but if little Debbie cakes wants to jump on this little cash Debbie. cow. Oh, so now you just combined it. It's little Debbie cakes. Now. I don't know what their fucking name is, but if they want to give us money, babe, <laughs> we'll take it. Anyways, in other news, mm-hmm. they wanted to get into a little gossip. Yes. A little hearsay, a little rumor, rumor. Yeah. About uh, Kayla Harrison and her possible future in the UFC, or yeah, if she's even ready, according to Dana White, is she ready to yeah. be in the UFC? Which <clears throat> Kayla Harrison, I'm a Kayla Harrison fan mm-hmm. as of recently. Um, I cannot wait for her entry into the UFC. I think it's going to be incredibly interesting. She's going to come in with a lot of um, publicity already. And also she's she's great, but she is fighting in the PFL. So it's like, yeah, all right, I want to see her with fight somebody else. You know, and w- when she enters the UFC, which was Dana's point, she will be met with the greatest challenges she she's ever faced. Yeah, maybe and one so, two-up fight. Amanda, yeah. Amanda. Yeah, no, she's not going to get Amanda right away. Yeah. I don't think. But um, one or two fights. I mean, not that everybody else who's worth anything hasn't already fought Amanda. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think she should at least have to fight once. But anyway, she's just a really exciting fighter. And the women's side really does need more development. And she has to cut 10 pounds. And oh, that's another thing. She has to cut, which, like, I'm from reading she's not the biggest fan of yeah um but of course she's gonna do it to fight in the ufc but yeah it's not gonna be super easy and she is the most exciting female fighter outside of the ufc right now 
um, well, cyborg, of course, yeah. but but new upcoming, but new fresh. upcoming. There's a lot of possibility there. There's there's a future there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it really is. They're gonna have to be super strategic on when she enters, and I think that's partially Dana's point. But Javi would tell them what he specifically said. <laughs> yeah, I guess for some context, so Dana White. And this is kind of old news now, but still want to talk about it. Two weeks ago said, I don't know if she's ready. I mean, when she feels like she's ready, I'm always looking for the best possible people to come in and fight. If you don't think that we've offered her to come over, I just don't know if her people think that she's ready yet. It's a whole other level when you get here. And then he mentioned the likes of like Nunez, GDR, Holly Holm, Aspen Ladd, Juliana Pena, a lot of really elite fighters, most of which fight at 135, um, yeah. who, who could fight at 145. But I think I look at this and I'm just happy that they're now into each other's kind of orbit. Obviously, yeah. obviously it's not like Kale Harrison never knew the UFC and the UFC and didn't know versa. her. But like, oh, they're talking about each other now. No, It's like people uh -huh. who are like in a relationship, but like they just like, oh, that new flame or something comes. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm happy here. It's like, uh -huh. yeah, okay. You, uh -huh. Those two will fucking hook up when they get yeah, the opportunity. Yeah, it's like if Javi ever, you know, if Valentina ever enters our, our bubbles, he's going to be like, no, babe. You know, I, I'm happy here with eyeballing and then Valentina. You, and then you and Tommy Cruz. And then I'm like, yeah, well, fuck you, babe. Have Valentina. I'm going to come fuck Okay. If you didn't watch the first episode, you're not yeah. going to get that. But, but moving on. But anyways, the fact that they're talking about each other, I think it's mm -hmm. a good thing. It's a positive thing. And I just hope the timing works out from when her contract ends with the PFL right. and wherever Amanda's at in her career, that that shot is an opportunity. Or, hey, let's just, let's just wish shit into existence. They build out the 145 division. Then yes. they add a 155 division. Oh, that would be amazing. Bring Cyborg back. That's not happening. I know, I know. But even, one could even hope. with wishful thinking. One could hope. Um, yeah, and I think just as an aside on Kayla Harrison, well, no, I mean, it really speaks to it is inevitable that she's going to enter the UFC, but there's this video um, where Henry Cejudo is sitting at the table oh, yeah. with. Usman and Khabib and uh, Frankie Edgar. Who else? I mean, just high profile. It's all these fighters under champs. one management team. Yeah, yeah, and she's like arguing with uh, Cejudo because he's saying he's the greatest. Um, Combat athlete of all time. Because he has two UFC yeah. titles mm -hmm. to, uh, no, only one gold medal. And Kayla Harrison. Which is why Kayla Harrison. Two judo gold medals mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. a PFL title. But. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. But, but the she, there's a moment in there when she, because also they go into this huge argument about like, is wrestling harder than judo? Than judo? And Khabib is saying judo, but Cejudo's like, no, it's wrestling. Um, but, and then Kayla Harrison, who's a judo uh, champ. Is like, okay, so when I come to the UFC and and I win two titles and uh and I have two gold medals, then then who's the greatest combat 
because mm-hmm. he of the way he was formulating his argument, but she's just funny. And yeah. and she confident. really is. She's very confident, hardworking. I'm I dig her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she'll so, she'll be entering the UFC someday. So hopefully that happens. But a little bit more relevant news because it always seems to be relevant until yeah. John Jones is officially booked in a light in a heavyweight title fight <laughs> or just a heavyweight bout. The update on John Jones versus Stipe or John Jones versus any heavyweight. So obviously John Jones came out and said he doesn't want to fight Stipe. That's not why he moved up. He wants to move up for the biggest fights. And then afterwards, Dana White's comments were, well, John Jones made it clear that he doesn't want to fight Stipe. So it's pretty obvious that the winner of Derek Lewis and Francis fights Stipe. And it's just like, for me, it's, it's, I get it. I think Jones is entitled to probably whatever he's asking for. There's been rumors of 30 million. He's denied that. Who fucking knows? It's never, it's always murky in those waters. I think he deserves the, the money, but at the same time, it's like he has no leverage in this situation. No. Like, honestly speaking, he doesn't. And he's not, actually, if you look at the numbers, like he's not generating pay per view buys like a McGregor or even mm. like an Usman. He's just not, you know. You know that to say though, his first heavyweight bout would absolutely it would so no sore. Crush. It would crush. But yeah, current lately numbers wise, but come on, his first heavy his heavyweight debut and it's gonna be against someone legendary. You know, it would have been amazing. It's, for Stipe. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I don't. Was it? Did you post the meme on our page that was like in twenty seventy one? John Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, god damn, when did he announce he was gonna go? He was going up to heavyweight. Was it like a year ago now? He he hasn't fought since uh, uh, before the pandemic. He hasn't fought since Reyes. Right? Yeah, it's almost been two years. I think. And did he announce then that he was moving to heavyweight? I think shortly after. I'm I mean, was it's it? it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I know it's been a while, More but a it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah, and I think like, and it's just a perfect fight to make because the um, the greatest heavyweight of all time just lost his belt. Can Jones beat him yeah. to get a title shot? Can Jones like for his legacy? That fight is all there is to make, and it makes so much sense with, with where the heavyweight division is right now. Yeah, for that to be the fight, so it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> It's, I'm just, I think like I'm, I'm now impatient and I'm now kind of like, just take a fucking fight instead of like standing my ground with him. Cause I, I always want to be pro fighter, but I think it's just cause I really want to see him fight and I love watching him fight. And he's spent so much of his career, like half-assing it or like beating guys, but like kind of like not to his fully potential or spent time suspended or spent time away. And like, yeah. now this whole thing, it's going to be probably two plus years because of a contract negotiation. And it's like, Oh man, you're losing time. Like yeah. you're still like, he's 32, 33 in his prime. That's still good. But it's just like, they're, they're going to tick away. And, and, uh, I just hate to see it not come. I just don't see him fighting this year. I really don't. Well, clearly. It seems that way anyway. Yeah, because, you know, this also falls under the assumption that, you know, when Francis and Lewis fight, that they're going to turn around and have a fight with Stipe. 
yeah. in 2021. And we don't we don't know that. Let me look up when Francis and Derek lose. Oh, they haven't even scheduled it. No, it's not official. Yeah, so it's like it. Um, we're not going to probably maybe see that till August. And what if it's a fucking war? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's after August. Yeah, so it's like we might not even see another heavyweight title fight this year after Francis and Lewis said, and it's just, so now it's going to bleed into 2022. And if the fight's going to be against Stipe first, then Stipe gets it early 2022. And then uh, yeah. it's like, Oh my God. It's <laughs> like, then it's like two and a half years. And it's just, I yeah. want him to get paid, but I want him to see him fight. And it's just as a selfish fan, like you just want it, just take it, even though he's probably getting underpaid. I don't fucking know, but it just, it kind of sucks. Yeah. <sighs> the Rose! The Rose! Unbelievable! The Rose! All right, so we're back with what comes next. The next kind of interesting fights to be seen. So next week, we actually got Rob Font and Cody Garbrandt. Obviously, that's fun because Cody Garbrandt is a fucking savage. Who... His knockout. Um, who was it that he knocked out? Uh, it was a, a Sun Sal. Yeah, it's one of my favorite knockouts I've ever seen. But this is a huge fight because Rob Font is currently ranked number three and Cody is ranked number four. Mm. And what's interesting is the winner of that could get the title fight. Oh, I think so. If we look at – because, again, Sterling's champion, Jan is number one, Corey Sandhagen's number two, but he has a scheduled fight with TJ. And Mm – Maybe if TJ wins, TJ doesn't. Would TJ? Auto- do you think TJ would, if he wins, maybe, would get his, a shot at the title back? But maybe not, because I think that what would be more certain if Corey was to beat TJ, there's no way his next fight's on a title. But you could argue for mm-hmm. TJ because of the EPO suspension. Yeah. And like, nah, work your way back up a little bit more. No, I agree. But, um, but also, let's talk about. I mean, they're gonna remake on Sterling. Be- I would think. I hope so. Because, I mean, for yeah. those who don't, I, I was, everybody. everybody knows what yeah. happened. But, yeah, so it just, I think that it was clearly stated afterwards that Sterling is like, I don't, um, uh, this is not a title. I don't want this belt. This is not, yeah. you know. But, but have you been following the news since then? Well, yeah. Yeah. Go into it. Well, I, I mean, we're getting sidetracked, um, but oh, okay. it, it's just uh, I'm, he also had neck surgery too. Sterling did, yeah. so he's not particularly healthy. He's he's now just getting back to training, mm-hmm. but his actions since winning the title has been just uh, his ex- explanations of his concussion are a little off and a little dubious, but. Yeah, that's the that they should remake that, but who knows what happens with that? But Font Garbrandt, you know, just might be the next title shot, and for Cody, that'd be a lot of fun to see him get back to that. Yeah. But another big one, and I can't pronounce her name, Jan Jainan. Jainan, I think. A Chinese fighter versus Carla Esparza. That those are two top five fighters. That's Mm -hmm. Rose's next possible. Yeah. Opponent. So, Jonan, however you say it, mm-hmm. I apologize, <laughs> um, is another Chinese fighter. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Um, but, and Esparza is who Rose initially lost the, the first title, title yeah. fight for the, yeah. uh, for the division. And then Joanna beat 
the and then shit Joanna Esparza. Yep. So then that's it. Both would be interesting, yeah. but but it's an interesting fight to watch on the woman's side. Yeah, I think for That'll story to watch. for story, Carla Esparza makes sense. But uh, you know, I respect Carla Esparza. She don't got it. Oh, I don't think so. And uh, I think, but also I'm biased. I like hers. But. No, that's not even biased to say no, that because I'm, I'm she's talk, just I'm, so much better. I'm talking about when I've watched Carla and other yeah. fights where I don't necessarily think she's won. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Further down the road in August, two mm -hmm. kind of still recently announced middleweight title fights. We Very got recently. Derek yeah. Brunson versus Darren Till on August 14th, and then mm -hmm. Paulo Costa versus Jared Cannonier on August 21st. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we're going to get Vittoria Adesanya. You would have to assume Whitaker is going to fight the winner of that one. Yes. And hopefully not fight again. But I hope that for Whitaker. What happens, Anyways. What happens here? Yeah. Do, do the winners of each fight fight each other? Then they get a title fight? Or does Vittori fight the winner of this foursome right here? It's it's interesting. That could be, you know. Um, yeah. I hope out of all of those, I want to see Darren Till win. I think yeah. Brunson's a bad matchup for well, him. Fuck. I'm no, yeah. I want Darren Till to win, too. Well, and Brunson um, just – that was who Shabazian fought, right? Uh, not recently, but yeah. No, but that's, that's who, who ended to, his yeah. uh, his sort of yeah. – his hype train. But, yeah. um, Took his first – that was his first loss as well. Yeah. No, but, I mean, he just beat Derek Holland. Yeah. Um, and who before that? Let me pull it up. So he, he's on a forced fight winning streak. Elias Theodore, Ian Hinch, Edmund Shabazian, and then Kevin Holland. But he's mm – -hmm. Derek Brunson was formerly just like a wild kind of puncher brawler. Yeah. Who didn't really maximize or use his wrestling or strike with a lot of strategy other than I want to mm -hmm. knock you the fuck out. And he's kind of changed that. And so for Till, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it is, it's not a great match. You want yeah. to stand for up. Till. You want to stand up, but if Brunson's trying, also Till's a big, strong motherfucker. That's so true. We'll see. But then the Costa Cannoneer fight should. Be, I'm actually really anxious to see what type of Paulo Costa we get. I want to that see that odd ass loss to Adesanya. Yes. Is he still that same? I'm going to go forward and just mm -hmm. punch the fuck out of you, brawler, and knock you I out. I somehow feel that. That that will not be the case. No, no. I think that he will. Well, here's I the thing: not. is he gonna develop? I don't know. I would think so. I would hope so. That that we are gonna see a different Costa, perhaps one that's more. No, I want to see the know, old Paolo Costa who just rips heads off. Yeah. Okay. But um, okay. Also, just really quickly, Cannoneer, such an interesting. Fight history. Oh, yeah. Body history. When Javi first was explaining to me um, about Cannoneer's career, and I was like, wait, what? And he's showing me this fight, and he's like, that's Cannoneer. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. There's no way. Um, yeah, I, I would encourage you to look, look that up. It's jarring. Going from light heavyweight to middleweight the way he has mm -hmm. and oh yeah you fought at heavyweight too yeah so heavyweight to light heavyweight to to middleweight it's 
It's insane. But, well, but uh, yeah, if you see his body, though, in all of those divisions, I'm, it's different. I'm it's interested to see where he's at mentally, too, because, right. you know, he seems to kind of go through this, like, spiritual growth and has some, like, really impressive wins, that TKO win against Jack Hermanson in September 2019. And then this Whitaker fight was supposed to be the fight of, like, changing of the guard. Cannoneer would have most likely got the title shot mm-hmm. after. And Whitaker outclasses him. So where is he at mentally along with – I mean, two guys coming off losses, two losses that had a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Where are they going to be at mentally and how is that going to inform how they fight? Yeah. Um, but I really just want to see Kosa more also because I think his was a lot more embarrassing. And, um, yeah. and I think he wants to – hopefully wants to prove something. But yeah, those are the big ones that are left. more babe no i don't think so not that i can think of (laughs) all right well again thanks to all our sponsors (laughs) debbie cakes i love you (laughs) and uh we'll be back next month with uh, next month all right i don't know no promises we have some plans but yeah we're not promising (laughs) they'll come to fruition (laughs) all right love you boo boo love you too